We are in the temple of the great God this morning. And it's a wonderful place to be. And it's a place where we ought to have prepared hearts that are grave and sober. And yet rejoicing in the trembling that ought to be part of acceptable worship of Him. We have a brother in our church who has reached near the end of his life, and it ought to cause us to be reflective on life itself. And my wife and I have had occasion over the past couple of weeks in preparing in the last couple of days of being with her father on his 80th birthday to reflect further on life and death. And I'd like to share a few thoughts with you before we begin our worship today. What is life? And how do we measure a successful life? And how do we reach the end of our days and reach them with fulfillment and satisfaction in a way that would satisfy our souls, but most of all would please the God of heaven? And the Lord impressed on me a character from the Bible that I want to share with you and have you consider about this matter. If we measure our lives by our assets, we will take none of them with us, and they don't really mean a thing except a reflection of vanity, that a lot of time and effort was wasted on something that has no lasting value. Solomon had more assets than any ten men could ever think of accumulating, and he thought it was vanity and vexation of spirit. And that he wasn't going to take a single thing with him. And if we, if we measure our lives by accomplishments or accumulations or accolades, they, they fall far short. But how can we measure our lives? So that when we reach the end of our days, we have lived a successful life. I want to share with you this character from the Bible. And he accomplished something in his life that every one of you can accomplish. None of you are going to accumulate great wealth, and I'm sorry to hurt your feelings. None of you are going to receive great accolades. Sorry, again, to hurt your feelings. But this is something that every one of you can do. And this is a great man. I'm reading in the genealogies that open up our Bible in Genesis chapter 5. And you you don't need to turn there. Just listen to these words. Of course, it begins with Adam, and it goes to Seth, and it works down to this man. And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred, sixty, and five years. And Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. And then it goes on to describe his son Methuselah. We have a couple of other places in Scripture that we can turn to and learn more about Enoch. He was a prophet, The book of Jude records his prophecy 
But I'd like to turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and read you one verse there because he is in the hall of faith. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. That is a life well lived. That is a life the best lived. That is the most success that we could ever desire to achieve with our lives is to walk with God and to have a testimony that we pleased God. Now, we may go ahead and suffer bodily death, which Enoch did not. But so what if we could have this testimony? This is something that every one of you can do. This is something that is not measured by assets or accolades, except the accolade from heaven, that he pleased God. We have often memorized the sixth verse that says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In that sixth verse, it tells us how to please God. Without faith it is impossible to please him, so it teaches us, That to please God requires faith. And that's how Enoch pleased God. Because it says in the fifth verse that Enoch pleased God because he had a testimony that he did so. As we think upon life and the days that race by and the weeks that race by and the years that race by. And we come to the end of our years and we're, we're in a bed and we're just a shell of what we once were. The issue is not what we've accumulated, not how many children we've put through school. The Lord will not even ask about that one because that is below His dignity to even ask about that. The things that we measure lives by in America are so foolish. And the things that our flesh likes to raise to think about, have my, has my life been successful? The only way your life can be successful in any lasting or valuable way is right here. He had this testimony that he pleased God. Now the question that you ought to ask is, how do I please God? How can I have that testimony? That is to walk with God because the verses told us, Enoch walked with God. And the Lord took him because the Lord wanted him in heaven and he never had to die. How do you walk with God? You love God. Because the first commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. You don't need anyone else to do that. You don't need any money to do that. You don't need a big house to do that. You don't need an important job to do that. All you need to do is make a choice. I am going to use the energy of my soul to love God. I am going to use the creativity of my mind to praise God. I am going to use the passion of my person to delight in God. I am going to use the enthusiasm of my spirit to glory in God. I'm going to give him thanks for everything in my life, from the smallest to the largest. I am going to dedicate my soul to the God of heaven who created me. And you can reach the end of your days and know in your heart, whether anyone else knows it or not, they shall, if you were to live that way, whether they know it or not, that you have a testimony that you please God. May the Lord help us to that end. We are in the temple of the great God this day. This is His temple of the New Testament. And we are going to hear about how great and sovereign 
invincibly sovereign and perfectly just that he is from the first few verses of Romans chapter 3. I made a declaration last Lord's Day that there was no sovereignty of God declared overtly in the last few verses of chapter 2, and there is not. But there sure is in the first few verses of chapter 3. He is going to put those Jews in their places. They begin to raise their foolish and scornful objections against His holy right to do with them as He chooses because of their sins. But brethren, our lives are being measured by the God of heaven. And we shall stand before Him and give an account of our lives. And this is something that we can all do. We can do what Enoch did. We can be a church full of Enochs. You can seek to help there be more Enochs in your family. This is a great man. All other men are buried in the ground and no one cares about them. We may put their ugly faces on our stamps and lick them. And then have a post office put another ugly mark right over their faces. But a great man is Enoch. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. What a goal. Right. I'm very young to some of you. I'm very old to some of you. But as my wife and I reflect on life and death, And age. What is life? How do we end our lives having made use of them? Is it family? Is it friends? Is it fame? Is it fortune? Is it memories? Is it happiness? I just told you what it is. It's walking with God. And every single one of us can do it. And we, if we haven't done it as well as we should have yesterday, we can do it better today. And we can commit ourselves that I will seek to do it better tomorrow. This is what we can and should do with our lives. And we're going to see a little bit on how to do that today. You say, does this really fit with Romans 3? Wait and see the attitude that those Jews should have had at the end of chapter 2 instead of the one they showed at the beginning of 3. May the Lord bless this short exhortation. Let us pray. Our Holy Father, we bless and we praise Thee. We thank Thee that in Your kindness, You included in the revelation of Scripture the history of Enoch. We thank Thee for him. We thank Thee that we have a brother who is in heaven before us, the spirit of a just man made perfect. And we thank Thee that we shall one day be with Him. But we thank Thee for His holy example. And we pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit You will stir us up, that we might be more like Him. Father first, forgive us where we have not walked with Thee as we should have. Forgive us where we have not loved Thee, We have not delighted in Thee. We have not thanked Thee. We have not praised Thee. We have not defended Thee, glorified Thee, as we should have. 
Father, forgive us. Thou art worthy of all praise and honor and glory and blessing. For Thou hast created all things, including Enoch and us, for Thyself. And for Thy pleasure they are and were created. And we despise Thy goodness in that is in Thyself, and we despise Thy goodness that You have shown toward us when we neglect worshiping Thee with all our might, passion, purpose, intellect, and abilities. Lord, help us to sell ourselves out, to love the God of heaven in our hearts, in our homes, in our families, and then in this church, that when we reach the end of our days, we shall with great contentment know that we have walked with our God for many days and many years. O oh, Father, shed abroad Thy love in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that is given unto us, that we might know that we are Thine and that we please Thee with our lives. We want the testimony of Enoch that we please You. Heavenly Father, help us to this end. Bless us this day. We want to lift up our voices with a melody from our hearts to praise Your glorious name and to thank Thee for all that Thou hast done for us. We intend to open Thy Word and to humble ourselves before it and to receive it and to believe it and to throw away all skeptical or scornful questions of the flesh or of fools, that we would humble ourselves before Thee. For who are we to question Thee? Thou art our God. Thou art the potter, and we are the clay. And nay, but, O man, who art Thou that repliest against God? Help us this day, Heavenly Father, to lift Thee up to Your rightful place as the Creator of the universe, and to put us in our rightful place as wicked, rebel sinners. Help us to this end. We love Thee. We thank Thee for our nation and the liberties, prosperity, peace that we enjoy here. We thank Thee for our church where we have brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, sons and daughters of like precious faith to worship Thee. We thank Thee for health and strength by which You have brought us to this day. We thank Thee for the Word of God. And most of all, we thank Thee for what it reveals to us of Your free and sovereign grace in saving us by Your blessed Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee that we have a Savior who sits at Thy right hand. We know that He pleased Thee far more than Enoch ever did. We know that He pleased Thee well in all things. He was Your beloved Son that pleased You well. And Heavenly Father, we thank Thee that He laid down His life for us, that we might live through Him. He gave us a holy example of a life committed to the service of God His Father. And we thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that He has been amply rewarded and sits at Thy right hand where there are pleasures forevermore. Let everyone under the sound of my pitiful voice know that there is a reward for the righteous, that we shall sit with Christ in His throne if we be overcomers and sell ourselves out to worship Thee as He did. Bless us this day to do so. And we pray so for every assembly of saints throughout the earth, from Michigan to Malaysia, from St. Louis to Athens, and wherever they might be found that call upon Thee in sincerity and in truth. Empower them and bless them and be with them this day, O Lord, as we ask for ourselves. 
For we pray in Jesus' name and for his honor and glory. Amen. Amen.